Hey listeners, welcome to the second episode of Let's Just Talk About It podcast. And I'm your host, Chuck. Thank you so much for listening in. I really do appreciate it. And for those who don't know, this podcast is aimed at giving people an opportunity to share a portion of their journey through life, just like I did in episode number one. So if you haven't heard that one, go check it out. But yeah, I wanted to create a space to have interviews and genuine conversations with genuine people just like you. So with that being said, I had a chance to interview my own mother because after I shared my story, I really wanted to hear her side of how she felt seeing her son go through a drug addiction and a prison sentence. So without further delay, I want to invite you to listen in on a conversation. So let's jump right in. Let's just talk about it. First of all, I want to say welcome to my second episode of Let's Just Talk About It. I'm excited to have you on as my first guest, my mom. And also, I want to say that you're an amazing person, not only you, but both you and my dad, for sticking by me through the years of the drug addiction and incarceration. So I wanted to have you on to share a mother's pain of seeing that and having to navigate through that whole experience because there are so many mothers and fathers who are suffering in silence because they just don't know who to turn to. And so I wanted to have you just to give your raw feelings about how it felt seeing your child having to go through those situations. So the first thing I want to ask is, how did you know that I was on drugs? Were there some signs? Because so many parents see something going on, but they don't know the signs. Let's talk about that. What are some signs that you saw me go through that piqued your interest and want to know what was going on? Okay, first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on. And um, what has happened, um, there were changes mm. in your life. Mm. And I really didn't know what to, uh, how, how to think or what to think about it. And then I started seeing little signs of uh, these little brown straws. Mm. And I worked in an area where I know there were guys that were um, on drugs and whatever, but they were very, very respectful guys. And, you know, when I need to ask the question, they would answer them for me. So I, t- mm. I decided to take one of the straws to work with wow. me one day. And I said, you know, I keep seeing these straws in my dryer. So one guy said, you don't know what I mean. And then I said, no. So he told me about the drugs and whatever. But still, I'm like, okay, any mother, not my child. But it actually was my child. And mm. um, the thing about it, he started just doing different things when I know it wasn't actually him. Um, wow. So how did you feel like when you really realized that this boy getting high? How did you feel? What was the emotional part of it? Because as I stated in my first episode that not only do a person hurt themselves, but they also hurt those who love them. So what were your, you know, like feelings when you really found out that I was on drugs? Oh, first of all, Mm. you will be in denial. Mm. That's denial saying not my child, because even... Um, I do remember going to my mother-in-law house one day and they were saying that they felt like uh, Chuck was on drugs or whatever. And I got angry with them because they were talking about my child. And I know I had a lot of sister-in-law and brother-in-law. They had kids. I'm like, why not talk about their Mm -hmm. children? Um, they, uh, I guess by them having so many that come to the household that they started talking about, and I think Chuck was the the center of attraction Mm. to say that he was on drugs, but still as a mother, I was still in denial. So you, you kind of went like other mothers do, like you wanted to protect your child from, from uh, the talk, you know, you wanted to protect them. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
So those things do create emotions and all kinds of feelings. And as a child, you just don't know the effect on your family and what they have to go through and seeing you having to go through that type of thing. Um, I, I remember those moments where I would come in and I had no money. I had no money and I would lay on the bed and you know what was wrong with me. And uh, mm-hmm. I would just lay there and you would you would pray for me and uh, I would go right to sleep. But you mm-hmm. you and my dad always stuck by my side, even through what we call illness, not having a drug right. to use. It was an illness. And uh, that, that was really that was some moments that you really I really think about. So. There were times when I guess you I want to talk about the trust factor because we lose trust with our with with your children once you realize something is going on. So how did that trust factor begin to fade away when uh, you really found out what I was when I was getting high? What happened to make you say, man, I got to I got to keep an eye on them? Yeah. Um, first of all, it, it was the relationship that he had also. Uh. Um, and um, I, I just started missing some things. Mm. Um um, I know at a point of time I will give my each of my children, which I only have two, will give each of one of them a piece of jewelry. Mm. And then after I gave those two, so I know I had much, much more. Wow. So my jewelry started disappearing. And um okay, I'm like, okay, am I losing my mind? Am I losing stuff? Right. And um, so it just made me know I wasn't it was that my child was taken from me. And that was that was hurtful also, just as well as the addiction. Wow. Those that don't know, she's talking about me. I'm her child. So that's that's <laughs> me. I thought about those that time where I came over and I had moved out. I came over, I went upstairs, and you kind of followed me. But I stayed up there long enough and I remember my whole intent of going in upstairs was to find something to sell. And I remember seeing a ring on your dresser and I went in there and put it in my pocket and I left and I went out to try to sell it. And I did. But when I sold it, I got home that night. I felt so bad. I just cried all night Mm. because I stole from my parents. You know, Mm -hmm. I stole something valuable from my parents and it hurt me so, so bad. I just cried all night. So I remember those moments where um, I did those things. So I can understand that you, you lose trust for that person. What do you think about when you have a child and... Because so many, so so many mothers and fathers don't want to lose that relationship. So sometimes um, parents enable children; they enable them. They become that crutch because they don't want to lose that relationship. They don't want to tell them no. So when they come and ask for certain things like money, let me use the car or whatever, they give it to them because they don't want to break that relationship. Right. So they enable mm-hmm. their children. What do you think about that? How, did you think you enabled me at, when when you um, saw me getting high? When I asked no, um, mm-hmm. because because it was a limit. It was a limit mm. to giving. Yeah. Um, I don't care how much you hurt for them. You still don't try to aid their mm. their uh, what they say their addiction. You don't try to aid it at all. Right. But then, bless my sister heart. I had a sister that was um, very. Um, <laughs> very close to her nieces and nephews yes. and she will give like my yes. grandmother she would just give you regardless of what but that would enable him because he would go out once you give him five dollars i think when he five dollars hurt yeah, to death but once you yeah. get the five dollars he just wanted to go and get high off it so uh but me myself i kind of stayed strong because i had a strong 
uh, husband mm. and uh, he wouldn't let me do certain things. Wow. So um, it was uh, it was that backbone that I had. And everybody don't have that. Right. And thank mm-hmm. you for mentioning him. Thank you for mentioning mm-hmm. him. So there were nights I, and I appreciate again, y'all both are amazing because I think about it. I appreciate those nights where I was told I was told that when he heard police sirens that he would get up and go to see was it me that's how concerned he was about me I remember those moments where that moment where I was at it at the store corner store and I was about to actually rob try mm-hmm. to rob that store but just so happened he pulled up didn't know I was there go into the store he went in and when I saw him it changed my mind it changed mm. my mind and that brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I think about it because he actually saved my life because if it wasn't for him pulling up there's no telling mm-hmm. what would have happened if I would have went in that exactly. store so man y'all both are amazing people and uh, I really appreciate it moving on from the drug addiction whole drug addiction thing mm-hmm. as I stated before um, I got into this whole robbing thing, you know, uh, to feed a feed an addiction, feed a monster. It was a monster mm-hmm. called addiction. And so with doing that, I had already moved out of the house. I'm staying with a girl. I'm staying there. So that night um, I go out and I do a crime. But that night I get arrested and the girl, she calls you. Mm-hmm. To say she hasn't seen me. Have you seen him? So what mm-hmm. were your emotions? How how did you feel when you finally realized my son is incarcerated? What were those emotions? Right. Because so many mothers or uh, fathers are dealing with children who are incarcerated. But they're Correct. suffering in silence because they have nobody to talk to okay. about it. So let's talk about this whole being arrested and going to jail. What were those those emotions that first night? Okay. Mind you, this was during Valentine. Oh. Valentine wow. Day. And I and I didn't I did not want to celebrate the Valentine's Day for the longest time mm. because it reminded me that that was the time that he got arrested. Wow. Um because the young lady when she called me um, she said, ask me, did I see Chuck? And I said, no. I said, where is he? Mm. And she said, well, I don't know. She said, but I'm going to check the jails. Right. Now, my first impression was, why would you check the jails? Mm. You know, so um, it made me know that she knew what was going on, right. but she didn't reveal everything to me. And to find out that he was there, mm. all that I could do is break down and cry because I'm like, my child yes. is getting deeper and deeper. Mm. But as a mother, you're going to try. At first, my reaction was, no, I'm not going. I'm not mm. going. And then, of course, when you call your parent or whoever, let him stay there because he deserve it, you know, because he shouldn't have done stuff like that. But then after I got myself together right. and I was saying like, Lord, you have forgiven me for things I've done. Why should I let my child go down like that? Mm. So um, the next thing popped in my mind was to try to find out what was the charges and all this. And then when I started hearing the charges, it really affected Whoa. me. Robbery? Are you kidding wow. me? When did he get a gun? How did he yeah, get a gun? Yeah. 
I knew nothing about him ever knowing about a gun. Right. So it was like, um, I don't know, it, it, all kind of things go around in your mind. Um, how did all of this happen? But it happened. And then it was time for me to kick into action. Mm. And the action was to try to get a, a lawyer. A lawyer. Wow. Knowing he was wrong, right. but trying to get a lawyer right. to try to lessen the time. And, um, and everybody was telling me, of course, like I just said, mm. I was working in an area where um, you know, a lot of people could give me information. So they told me about this lawyer. Right. And, and that's when I start the action right wow. then. So you didn't give up on me. You stuck by me. You 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 were right there yeah. even through that whole thing, both of you, even in the mm -hmm. midst of how you felt. That was that was very painful of seeing me get, you know, go go from the drug addiction. Now I'm incarcerated. For something mm -hmm. crazy. I'm there. But you never gave up on me. You stuck by me. And like you say, you wanted to you wanted to, to play hero. You wanted to save me. So you went and got mm -hmm. a lawyer and so forth. So many parents, uh, I believe, don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They don't have that support system. They don't have that husband, that mother to lean on, you know. So what was your support system? How did you how did you maintain through through all that whole situation? You know? Okay. Um First of all, you know, being ashamed that my child has done this. Mm. Um, and then I remember going to church every Sunday. I still had um, faith in God to keep going. Right. But I went to church every Sunday. I mm. cried every Sunday. Mm. And um, I remember my pastor said, you are not alone in this. Wow. You know, and uh, that was my support system, my church family. Wow. And I know I'll never forget that Sunday when I was, I mean, I was out at my wits end. And my uh, pastor told me to uh, just stand up and just look around. He says, anybody in here? They have a child that's incarcerated or a relatives, a nephew or whatever. Stand on your feet. And when I looked around, it seemed like the tears was coming. Mm. I dried up because almost half of the church was standing. Wow. So at that point, I know that I wasn't by myself. By Not that it made it any easier right. because I was still going through my right. own personal pain. Mm. Um, but that that particular day was I gained strength from other um, women and, and, and some of the people that I would have never believed that wow. they had a child incarcerated mm. stood. And, um, but it, it made me feel a little stronger. Yes. So I just kept on, knowing kept that, on going. Knowing that you're not, not alone, mm -hmm. not alone. Not alone. And that makes yeah. a difference. Yes. Yes. So many people feel like they are alone and they have to mm -hmm. suffer alone by themselves. But when you, you really find out and this is what makes this conversation so important, so, so, so great is because you're sharing your story because so right. many fathers or uh, mothers or aunties or uncles just don't know what to do, just don't know who to turn to, you right. know, to find that help. So they, like I said, they suffer, they suffer in silence, but mm -hmm. you have to find somebody, you have to find somebody that you can um, lean on, lean mm -hmm. on, you know, through this pain of seeing your child struggle through addiction and incarceration you know but uh during those moments as i'm incarcerated y'all remember you would come see me in the mm -hmm. morning before you would went to work go to work and um i really appreciate that because you would you would come up those elevators all by yourself by myself, just to right. see your child and mm -hmm. uh man you never gave up you never gave up on me you kept you kept coming and so forth but now um i go 
it's time for me to go to court. Time for me to go to court. Like I said, 96, I got sentenced that same year. Time, time for me to go to court. And uh, I go to court and they sentenced me to all of this time to do. And I remember looking back and I could just see you, you crying. Tell me mm-hmm. how a mother feels and seeing their child, you know, having to go behind those bars for a long time. What were those emotions right. being in court? Um, you know, even when you, when the judge is even saying what the time is going to right. be, you trying to listen, but your emotions are so out of whack. Uh, you don't really hear. Mm. And when he said eight years, mm. I think I went down. Mm. Um, cause I can remember my sister, somebody helping me up. Wow. And, um, so, um, but the thing about it was I still kept the faith that God will, will save him. And, um, you might not believe it, but you know, when you're going through, never give up on God mm. because that's the only answer. And that was my answer. But to say this is to like, when I went to the court, that's the first thing before the sentences, I had backup. Wow. I had my church family yes. with me. Yes. It was so many in the court with me. They went with some of them didn't even know Chuck cause they hadn't seen him in so long, but they were right there wow. with me. And, um, that was so Support, that was my support system. But even after the judge had sentenced him, that's when I, I just, I remember coming home. Right. I don't remember riding home. I knew I was in the car, but I don't right. remember how we got across the bridge or whatever. But anyway, um, I came home and I just cried and cried and cried, but couldn't nobody stop my crying because I needed to get it out. And I think he called me that mm. day and I think he broke down. Yes, I did. He broke down yes, on did. the phone yes. and that even made it worse for me because yes, I'm I like, did. oh my God, I lost my child. Yes. But then in the back of my mind, I said, God, you can save him. Yes. And I said, I can't do anything yes. else with him. Wow. So I give him back to you. Wow. And that's when things started changing some wow. that I wouldn't be in this by myself. Right. Wow. Amazing. So um, I'm sentenced now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the jail. 8-11. I'm there. So mm-hmm. um, one night they came and got me. So I'm on my way to prison. Oh my God. That's mm-hmm. another whole thing because mm-hmm. now I'm leaving the jail. You used to be being there, but now I'm going to a bigger place, you know, right. and you hear all these stories of being in prison of what mm. can happen. So now I call you and say, I'm going to where I'm going. And so I end up at Deerfield, first place. So what were your thoughts mm-hmm. there? What were your thoughts about having your son now he's in prison? Was it a fear? Uh, were you worried? What happened? How did you feel? Yeah. Because we, we yes. there's a pain associated with seeing your child going somewhere that you don't know anything about. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, mothers. I'm telling yes. you, once once they have been, uh, I'm saying shipped off, it is such a fear because, you know, back in the day when they had the chain lines yes. and chain gangs, and all this stuff, your mind, your mind is a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. It will paint pictures that's not even there. And I was saying, I said, Lord, they're gonna have him working on the railroad. I'm they're gonna have him doing this and <laughs> doing that. Back. And I went through so many crazy thoughts. But once you lay your eyes on your child right. and you see the difference that you can actually just be face to face with them, not behind glass, but face to face, it helps you out. But it's not easy. It's not easy because when I when I left there i cried all the way back wow. <laughs> cried all the way there and all the way back so i did share some tears in my lifetime wow so i'm doing all these years i'm going from place to place again mm-hmm. you never stop coming to see me and i appreciate that never did and uh so now 2003 comes 
Mm -hmm. I'm on my way out. How did you feel to know, God, you did it, it's finally over? Were you excited, you know, that you got your son back? Because you gave me to God, and God gave mm -hmm. me back to you. So right. what were those emotions right. where there's, right. there's an excitement? And I want to say this to, to you two parents, because sometimes you think it's all over with. It mm -hmm. seems like it's forever. But I'm, I'm a living example of being rehabilitated and God changing me to um to become who he wanted me to be. So what were your excite what were your emotions of me coming out, coming home? Oh my God. <laughs> Just the joy. Yes. Uh, we would have been there a certain time to pick them up. I think we were there Absolutely. way, 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 way hours before it was yes. time. And to be there wow. to see your child wow. come from beyond those gates. Yes. Oh my God. It seemed like I was running to him and it got further and further for me to get to him. But then through it all, I just said, I Thank you, Lord, because yes. you you had to put him where you needed him to be mm. to have his attention mm. because where he's at today, wow. I would have never known wow. that God would have did his life yes. like this. And it was it's a better life. Yes. It's a better life than he was out there running the streets and stuff. And now he is talking to the people, telling them his story yes. and letting them know that there is a better life yes. beyond what you have gone Absolutely. through. And um, we, me and my husband, my family, we are pleased because even when I see him, it's just like, it's nobody but God. Wow. Nobody, because um, one thing about that God loaned our children to wow. us. And that's then true. when you say that, God, I turn him back to wow. you, that's the best, best thing, thing you could ever mm. say. That's a hard because thing. Because then God can, yeah, God can work with wow. something. He got wow. something to work with then. Wow. But um, like I yes. said, it's not an easy task. Right. I did go through trials and tribulations. And I do think that if we don't go through trials and tribulations, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even turn to God. But I know it made me get closer and, and then again, it could have been for me also mm. to get closer to the word and to God. Wow. And and right today, I'm just so thankful um, that I can say that I am a child of God and I mm -hmm. do. And I do believe right. what we went through made me closer to him. Right. So I'm just thankful to him, not for what the trial I went through, because no one knows I don't want nobody to go through that. But right. um, mothers, don't give up. Don't give up on your child because now they keep repeating. Now, I'm not going to say uh, go ahead and try to get them out. Sometimes God wants you to leave them right where they are wow. so he can do. Hold up, hold up, this. hold up. Well, you said mm -hmm. sometimes you want to give them, get them out, but sometimes yeah. you have to leave them right where they right. are. That's where a powerful point. Yeah. Wow, that's a hard point as a mother yes, it is. to let yes, that child is. to know, you know, if I leave him there, it may be better for him to stay there right now. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. but, but, and, you um, yeah. but you know, I want to go back where, um, you know, it was one time Chuck had called me and he said, Ma, is there something you can do? Can you put the house up for um, for my bill and all this and that? And I wow. went to my husband, I said, can you, can we just do that? He said, no, I will not give up something. Wow. I worked hard for all these many years for a child that went wrong like that. He, yeah. he didn't give up on him, but he was not going to fold to giving up his house either. So um, I do thank God for my right. husband because he he was my strong tower at the time because I was just like mad with him because he wouldn't do to get my child out. Right. But it was the best thing we did to have him to finish up the years so God could really deal with wow. him. Thank you so much for being my, my first 
interview. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I and I hope that this story, my story and your perspective, because I this mm-hmm. matter of fact, this is unscripted. This is just raw. So we're I'm asking yes. her questions, so she's answering them. So uh I hope some mother, some father hears this episode and come to realize that I'm not by myself and mm-hmm. I don't have to give up on my child because God has right. a purpose and you never know what your mm-hmm. child will come out to become if you hang yeah. in there. So mama, thank you so much for being oh, on with pleasure. Let's Just Talk About It podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you so my much. Pleasure. Love you to life. And uh, thank you so much. Same here. Bye-bye. Same here. Bye. Wow, what an interview. Hey, after listening to this conversation from a parent's perspective, maybe you're a father or mother who's dealing with the same thing that you see your child battling with an addiction or they're incarcerated and you just don't know what to do or who to turn to for that matter. But after hearing this conversation, you realize now that you're not alone, that you don't have to suffer in silence anymore, that it's all right to not be okay. But one of the main things my mother said is to not Never give up on your child because remember this, you never know what kind of plan God has for your son or your daughter. So again, thank you so much for listening in to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It. Oh, and please download and share this podcast. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Let's Just Talk About It 22 at yahoo.com. And I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as possible. So until next time, don't just hold it in, but let's just talk about it. Peace.